self-serving persuasive talkers of everything and nothing we are conversation Conversation con artists We are Conversation Con Artists back for another episode. I need you to go to www.conversationconartists.com and check out all of our old podcasts as well as our current one. The articles that we're talking about link to that current episode as well as hovering over to the left over the mail icon and leaving us some email feedback or subscribing to our newsletter. You can find me on Twitter at M-I-S-T-E-R underscore on point. And I can be found at red underscore calamity. Also, we are still doing the list letter portion of the show. So if you have a question that you would like for us to answer on the air, you can send it in through the uh, website or you can send it into our Gmail account at conversationconartist at gmail.com. And we only have one question today and it is about cheating. And about whether or not we believe that a relationship can bounce back after an incident of infidelity. And I have two answers. You've got two answers. I have my therapist answer. And then I have like the answer that I have for myself because Mm -hmm. it's a little bit separate. Okay. (laughs) So. All right. Therapist answer is. You could do anything that you're willing to put the work into. So if the two pe like the the person who cheated and the person who was cheated on decide that this is something that they want to work past, it's completely possible. It's very hard to do, but it's possible um, to rebuild that trust because that's essentially the biggest factor I think that gets impacted by an incidence of infidelity. Is like now I can't trust you. Um, so both parties have to put in the work and putting in the work is going to look different for each person for the cheater putting in the work means that you are going to have to understand that for a little while you don't have you don't have that same benefit of, of the level of trust that you had prior to and you're going to have to just accept that this is something that's going to have to be built back up over time for the cheatee um you have to remember that this is something that you decided that you want to work through and work on and, and working through it and working on it don't mean throwing it up in his face every day or her face every day or bringing it up all the time it's working on rebuilding that trust so therapeutically yes i think it is possible it's it takes a lot of work but it's possible what about you or you want me to go ahead and give my answer? I thought you were going to give your other answer. Okay, so then the answer for me is fuck no. Um, because, so this is, okay. And this is going to completely count out what I just said. But for me personally, because I know, especially if it's like a marriage, like how would you walk, just be able to walk away? How would you able to go fuck somebody else is my question. So like for me, therapeutically like i said i know that you can work on it i'm not gonna want to because i'm gonna feel like the time to work on it was before you fucked that bitch like if you were unhappy if there was something going on that created a a, an environment where this was a possibility you should have came to me and we could have tried to work it out i try to make myself be very open to communicating about shit and i let people that i'm with know that like if you don't like something that i'm doing fucking tell me like i may not like it but i would much appreciate that you tell me this so that i can work on it or we can work on it because that's the whole point of us being together and that's how people stay together so like if i'm doing some annoying shit and i can be an annoying person sometimes 
fucking tell me that don't be walking around because you don't want to hurt my feelings fucking somebody else is gonna hurt my feelings a whole lot more than telling me you unhappy with some shit i'm doing so for me at the point that you decided to do that all the work gets put on me because now i gotta try to get past this and get through this and try to figure out how i'm gonna trust you again and you know be comfortable with when i'm not with you or be comfortable when you having to work late or whatever the fucking case may be and for me i'm I just, I know me and I'm not going to put in the work that's required for us to move. I'm just not, I'm going to be angry and I'm going to feel like it ain't my job to fix this because I didn't fuck it up. We could have fixed it before you did this. And I, like I said, because I know that I make it very, make people very aware that I'm like open to constructive criticism or if it's something that you don't like or it's something. I'm open to that. Like, let's talk about it and try to figure it out. Let's see if we can't work it out. I'm very open to that, and I make sure people know that. So for you to go and do this anyway means that you ignored the fact <laughs> that this is something that, you know, we, we try to make a part of our relationship. So for me personally, now, it's a lot of things that I would be, you know, if you lost your job and you was broke and I had to, like, uh, pulled away until you were able to find another job I'm right there we gonna figure it out we'll make a budget we'll do whatever it is we need to do sure great can do that if you get sick and I have to now be your caregiver and now obviously that wasn't something I signed on for in the beginning but yes I will figure it out I'll hire somebody if we have whatever it is whatever it takes but this cheating shit I'm not going to be able to get past that because I know me, I know my personality, and I know how I am, and no, mm-mm, I'm just not going to be able to get through it because I know I know how I've been in the past when somebody's cheated, and it's just like, nigga, fuck you. Like, mm-mm, sorry, I, I don't trust you. I'm not going to try to trust you again because I don't feel like I should have to. You don't want to fuck this up now. I got to do all of this shit to try to fix now. Mm-mm, nope not gonna happen so therapeutically yes for red personally hell no so generally speaking (laughs) of course yes (laughs) anybody can overcome having been cheated on in a relationship (laughs) however i do want to let you know that it's basically the equivalent to dropping your favorite glass Mm -hmm. shattering it super gluing it back together it worked, but it ain't the same. Nope. You don't even drink out of it the same way that you used to. You're paranoid because you think it might be some glass in it. <laughs> <laughs> or that it's going to leak through. Yeah. And not only that, but it's it's very easy to break. Yep. It's easy to be towed up one day when you open up the dishwasher. You can't even dishwash it no more. You can't even dishwash it anymore because yeah, it's, like, it's definitely exactly. going to be towed up. <laughs> it's, not, it's just not going to be the same. Nope. Yes, you can stomach through the pains of a bad relationship. You can deal with the frustration of a bad relationship, but deep down in your mind, you're going to wonder what it could have been if you didn't have these like barriers on it. Like that infidelity is going to have your relationship in a chokehold for the rest of your relationship. You know, so my question is, why would you want to? Why would you want to do that stuff? Well, do what? Wait, either cheat or forgive. Why would you want to? So my <laughs> personal response, I've been cheated on. And I'm not a jealous dude. I'm not a jealous dude. I we didn't even break up after that happened. This was a long ago relationship. This was a long ago relationship. Like, what do you mean yo? 
y'all didn't break. So what did you do? Like what you were just like, okay. First off, she wouldn't admit it <laughs> immediately. Damn that shit. But Damn I knew you it. to tell me I'm crazy. Mm-mm. She wouldn't admit it, but I knew it. Somehow, I don't know. I just I knew it what had happened. And but that's just the level of I'm just not I'm just not I don't know what it was back then. I'm not a jealous dude though. But that lets me know that you're not ready for a relationship with a committed person. That's what you're not ready for at that point. That's what that helps me realize, you know? And so, like, while I don't harbor any anger towards you, this is not what you want <laughs> if we're calling ourselves boyfriend and girlfriend at that point, you know? So, for me, I don't, I'm not going to deal with it because you've shown me that you want to play the field. You can play the field. That's fine because I don't believe in shackling somebody to you based on <laughs> I like yous. Yeah, <laughs> I don't believe in that. Like, if you, if I say hey, I like you, and you say hey, you like me too, and you find somebody better than me tomorrow, go with his ass. <laughs> Just go with him. <laughs> Tell me, look, look on point. I found somebody better. I think they better anyway, and I want to give that a shot. I just want to give that a shot. Fine. Go for it. I ain't stopping you. You know? But don't do all that stuff behind the scenes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, me not being jealous means I won't harbor no hatred towards you, but I do want you to be respectful enough to move on in a verbal way that you say, I'm moving on. You know? So, in that way, if you cheat behind my back, I'm just going to say, you're not ready for a relationship with me, so... We can't do this no more. That's so nice that you'd be that calm. I would like lo- so. <laughs> another thing that would be difficult for me is that you just. I'm not like jealous. I'm not. I ain't finna go through your phone. I'm not finna follow you around. Like I'm not. I don't do that kind of shit. And I'm not gonna let you turn me into that kind of person. And I feel like at the point that you disclosed to me that you were doing this bullshit that I didn't know about. Now I'm going to be, I'm going to be wondering what you doing when we ain't together. And I'm going to be wondering who the fuck you texting on that phone. I don't want to be that person. And I'm not going to let you make me into that person because I can't trust you now. I'm not going to do that. Like, I'm just not going to do that. That's not who I am. It's not who I want to become because of a fuck ass relationship. Like at the point that you decided to go fuck somebody else, that was when you said, I don't want to be with Red no more. I don't. And I'm very upfront about this. Like, all of this stuff that I, everything that I say on the show, I say to the people that I date. Like, I let people know all of this. And this is this is how it is. This is how I am. I'm not, I can't deal with it. Like, and I'm not going to. Now, I probably wouldn't be as mature about it as on point. I'm just going to be honest. Now, I'm not a destroyer of, um, property so i'm not gonna like slash your ties or nothing i will verbally make you want to commit suicide probably though like i verbally i'm not gonna put my hands on you but i'm gonna make you feel like you're not shit like verbally because i will i'm gonna be angry and that's just i'm a verbal person i'm not i'm not a physical person so i'm not gonna like break your shit or nothing we it's not gonna end well I wish that I could say that I was mature enough <laughs> to. I know myself well enough to know that I'm not, though. I'm, 
I think I'm like irrationally calm though. You are, and it's creepy. So <laughs> like it's caused problems in past relationships where Because nobody's the... like that. <laughs> You're fucking weird. <laughs> I'm not weird. Yes. Yes, you are. I'm just very, very, very calm. Because you saying that you would just be like, you're not ready for a relationship. I know that you would say it exactly like that. Like I have no doubt in my mind that you would be just that fucking cool. And I don't, I, I can't fathom that. Like I can't fathom a universe in which I was just like, you know what, guy, you just weren't ready to be with me. Let's just call it quits. I'm not gonna be able to fucking do that. Like. I can't. I, I I just wouldn't be able to. I wish that I was that mature. Maybe that's something I need to work on within myself because I probably shouldn't be so quick to be like, fuck you and let me tell you all the reasons why. Shouldn't be that way. But I am. I am. Are there any reasons that you would stay with somebody? After they cheated? cheated? No. Not even like if we were married and I know I know people that are married love to say these people now don't know how to like maintain relationships and they just run at this first sign of trouble. Again, I'm not leaving because you lost your job and now shit is a little different. I'm not leaving because you got sick. I'm not leaving because of some things that we could work through. I'm leaving because you did some fuck shit. And I'm that I don't feel like that's something that I have to try to fucking work through. Sorry, don't. Um, and I also wouldn't want my kids to think that this is okay for them to be treated this way or for my daughters to feel like you have to take this you have to like work on this you have to accept this and 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 try to find a way to like move no you don't no you don't you deserve to be with somebody who loves you and only you and if this person that you thought was the one that was able to do that isn't then that's it's okay for you to leave if you want to stay cool but I don't ever want them to feel like they have to or feel like, well, my mom did it. So, no, mm-mm. you don't have to stay with somebody that mistreats you. You don't have to stay with somebody who decides that they're going to go out here and fuck around on you. Like, no. So there is not a situation in which I would stay. Not one that I could think of. None. Because, again, even if we were having problems, that the time to work on them was before you brought somebody else into this marriage and again i just feel like when people say that folks don't want to work on stuff but what does he have to do i'm the one that has to fucking try to like be able to trust you i'm the one that has to do the work in this situation and i ain't the one that fucked it up like i just don't feel like i need to put in all that work for this like again if you get sick that you know whatever that happens that's life happening you lose your job that's life happening even if you lost your job because you was doing some fuck shit even that i could still because people make mistakes but like cheating on me is not a mistake in my mind that's something that took time for you to get to because most times it ain't just like a, a relationship where you just met this bitch and y'all just fucked it's somebody that you were having conversations with this there were things that led up to this and you didn't put the brakes on it and you decided that you were gonna go ahead and do this shit anyway and you kept putting yourself in fucked up situations with this bitch no i can't i'm sorry so would it be different if it wasn't any of that no <laughs> If it was a prostitute? Hell no! That's even <laughs> fucking stop, worse. Stop. <laughs> That's even worse. You put a price on the demise of our marriage. So I hope that $20 was worth it, motherfucker. Hope that 20 but how? I don't know how but much. But she don't mean nothing, though. 
And I don't mean nothing to you either, obvious. Neither do your kids and this whole family shit that we've been building up for the past however many years we've been married. I hate when people say she don't mean nothing. Okay, and? So I'm supposed to be like, well, that was a mean nothing bitch. So I shouldn't be upset. No. You think that makes it better that you just went out here and fucked some random broad? Now I'm supposed to be like, well, it was just a random girl. So, no. That's, that don't make it no better. And that makes me even more furious. If somebody says that, the fuck you mean she don't mean nothing? You had sex with her. She meant something. So no. So again, my answer is therapeutically, absolutely. If you're willing to put in the work, you can. I do agree with on point that it will never be the same. It's not going to be the the relationship that you went into. But it you can, you can maintain it and y'all can stay together. People do it all the time. But personally, fuck that shit. As a therapist, we got to work on the goals that our clients identify. Yeah. And that is so hard sometimes because I, in my head, I'm like, do you really want to work on that? <laughs> like, I want to be like, I've had some clients where I want to be like, listen, y'all just go y'all fucking separate ways. That's just going to be the best you gonna thing be so that much y'all going to get out of this situation. You go this way, you go that way. Don't ever talk to each other again. Y'all will be fine. Can't say that. <laughs> and it hurts upon. sometimes. Yeah. It hurts sometimes. Like I've had married couples where it's just like, I don't know how the fuck y'all even got together in the first place, but don't continue this. This was doomed from the beginning. It ain't gonna get no better. He don't respect you. Like it's or she doesn't love you. Like especially when I, I've had couples come in where like one person was just like, I just don't love him anymore. Then why the fuck are you in this? What are you staying for? What? That's the only reason. That is the only, and people confuse families and marriages. That marriage is between two people. Family unit is all of us. But this marriage is between you and I. And this marriage was bound by me loving you and you loving me. And once that shit ain't there no more, there's nothing to bind the marriage together. The kids don't bind the marriage together. That's not how that works. Because especially think about if you didn't even have the kids in the beginning, that's not what was bounding y'all together. The kids are not in the marriage. That's a separate thing. And as somebody who grew up in a household with two parents who fucking hated each other, I would have much preferred going to separate households and them finding somebody else to make them happy than to be in a house listening to them fucking argue all the time and verbally tear each other apart nobody wants that that's not better like just having two bodies and how people love to say two parent homes are so healthy two parent homes are as healthy as the two people that are parenting it like it's not automatically good because there's like two people two adults in this house if those two adults don't get along it can be more detrimental than being in a single parent home because now i have examples of the shittiest type of a relationship to to build off of and this is what my normal is now so no there's not any reason that what do you think about like open relationships I just think they stupid. That's something you don't understand? Or? No, I don't. Because how is it a relationship? <laughs> Y'all just fucking people. Y'all just kind of happen to like each other more, I guess, than the other people. But like that, and I feel like even like therapeutically, I've had clients that have had, oh, somebody gets upset. Somebody wants to close it at some point because they become more invested. And once you have had this this dynamic where it's okay, 
like I can flirt with other people. It's okay for me to like have these outside things. It's very difficult to break that and just say, okay, now it's just going to be us when we've been for a year and a half, just been like doing whatever we want to do, but coming back together and being together. Like I, I don't see how they work successfully. I haven't seen them work success, not for long periods of time. Eventually somebody get upset from the ones that I've seen somebody get mad because somebody it gets more invested over time you get more invested and then like you can't change the dynamics because you feel differently because this is what you agreed to now i gotta not do this because you you feel some kind of way now it's a problem so i don't think that they work i think that they can work in the short term i don't think that that at long term that that will work even hell even the sister wives and shit that shit polygamy it people it's a problem it, it's a problem because if you spending more time over here with her and these kids and i'm hardly getting to see you i'm gonna feel some kind of way about that like i know i signed up for this but shit i thought i was gonna get equal attention at least and i don't know what man would want to i just feel what man wants to deal with four or five women shit every man damn near and what it seemed like in our society that ha- but see i think that men who like glory or glorify polygamy thinks that it's just gonna be this fun ass like bouncing from bed to bed type shit you have separate households that you have to take because you're you're responsible for all of these women and any of the kids that you bear with these women you are responsible for keeping everybody happy that that's a lot that don't seem like that doesn't seem like a a fucking utopia to me that sounds terrible i think the men that like glorify polygamy think that they're looking at it from the perspective of i get to fuck five bitches and nobody can say shit to me about it and they all know about each other not realizing what else comes with that you have five wives and and each wife have two kids that is 10 children now that you are responsible for that's five women that you're responsible for keeping happy. That's a lot of shit. That sounds tiring as fuck to me. That sounds horrible. Dating one person like takes a lot of fucking work. I can't imagine being married to five. Like, I would leave. Y'all, none of y'all would find would know where I was at. Cause I would just dip out because it would just become overwhelming. I think the people who glorify that aren't people who are gonna like be willing to like do it in a way that everybody could possibly be i don't know that that's what you, it could everybody gonna be happy but i don't even know that they would put the work in i think they just looking at it as what they would get from it not what they would have to give in order for that kind of a system to like work yeah so i don't know relationships all that shit is complicated it is it's so much it's fuck it is and like one of my fears recently has been that i've been by myself for so long that whenever i do bring somebody else in it's gonna be real hard for me not to be used to just dealing with you know what i'm saying like it's been so long and so like including somebody else is gonna have it's gonna be something that i'm gonna actively have to like work at it's not gonna be something that comes naturally like i'm gonna have to be like okay you can't just disappear for four days like you (laughs) you gotta stay in touch with this person because y'all are kind of dating and that's kind of what people do so you can't just be ghost you have to talk to them because that's what couples do apparently um so that is something that i've been thinking about recently that i'm just gonna i'm it's gonna be something i'm gonna have to like put some effort into 
because at this point it's just been me for like a really long time and I just don't you know haven't had to like do the 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 regular date shit like I've been on dates like sporadically I haven't dated somebody where it's like okay we got you know we make plans every week and so now I gotta like siphon off some time for that person and, um yeah that's gonna be an adjustment it's an adjustment that I, I I absolutely can make but it's just something that I'm gonna have to like be conscious of because I will get ghost and not because I'm angry not because I'm upset but because I just want to watch king of the hill all weekend and chill with the dogs <laughs> In this stretch of time that I've been single, I have just been working internally on what I need to do differently in my future relationships to make it work better for two people instead of just for me, <laughs> I guess, because just thinking back on some of the things that I've asked of them to sacrifice, they just not worth the benefit to me as it would be to the relationship as the gain it would be for the relationship. So I'm just evaluating a lot of stuff. One of those things is I don't fuck with Valentine's day. Can't stand Valentine's day. Nigga. No, you can't. You, you, yes. You gonna have to get past that. I'm just, you, you ain't got to tell me. I already know. Yeah. You know? Okay. But, um, (laughs) what? So what is your issue with Valentine's day? Just like most damn holidays, it's just a corporate ass exploitation of human emotion. It is. That don't mean shit. It doesn't. I mean, I, I, I just feel slighted that a day tells me that I need to show you somehow that I care about you more than every other day. And so for me, it's like it's like your mama telling you, you know what I'm saying? Your mama saying. I say thank you. And you were going to say thank you any fucking way. Don't tell me to do that shit. That's what Valentine's Day is to me. Don't tell me to do that shit. And then, it's so many people that are trying to make up for their bullshit with Valentine's Day. Yeah. So I was like, listen, let But you're not going to be one of those people. I wouldn't imagine. I know. I know. You're not going to be a person that's trying to make up for well, that's, bullshit. That's just, a, that's just minor shit with oh, it. The yeah. major shit is, don't tell me how to act on this day <laughs> and I'm just gonna do it you know I'm a rebel at <laughs> the systems I am you know but but I chose we chose different days to do it it wasn't that day we chose like different days to celebrate that thing in the past when I have dealt with that situation it wasn't just I ain't gonna do it it's just this day ain't it for me you know what I'm saying I'm gonna do this when somebody ain't benefiting in the corporate world contrary ass listen that's just how I am you know but then I realized you know lately that I send people into work and to their friends and stuff empty handed as a motherfucker yes yep You don't need. I don't need your shadows. Shadow of a pen. I've already done this to myself. <laughs> That's why I'm telling you about these are things that I'm currently changing. Sorry. <laughs> All right. I just thought I put that out there. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Damn, Red. It's Valentine's. I don't really care about Valentine's. Day, to be I don't honest. care about no day. Like I don't even care about my birth. If if I woke up and people didn't tell me happy birthday, I'd be fine. No. 
<laughs> you know, nope. but <laughs> I'm. By the way, my birthday is Sunday, so just putting that out there. <laughs> since we're, you know, birthdays. Okay. I'll be 26. Shut up. <laughs> just let me have that. Okay. Okay. 26. <laughs> yes. So uh, I forgot where I was at. I don't know. That you were being contrary about Valentine's Day, and that's one of the things that you got to work my on. My indifference. <laughs> what I've learned is that my indifference to things, I don't need to let that trickle over into other people. I don't, that's not their norm. I, what I'm realizing about myself is that my norms for myself are not norms for other people. No. And I've been living as if my stuff is more normal than that, and that what I feel makes sense. <laughs> so I kind of convince people that it makes sense. It makes sense to everybody. No. And so it's not. So what I'm doing is I'm just reevaluating what I'm going to put in to my relationship. And you know what? In my head, a person who don't listen to this episode that start dating me in the future ain't going to be able to tell the difference about the old me. No. (laughs) Versus the new me. Like, that's what I'm working on now. Like, I don't want them traces to be there. Or I want them to know that the old me is like that, but I can still, I still know that it's worth it in some ways. And I'm not going to act like it ain't worth it to me in some ways. I've just been so actively against it that I don't really know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I'm going to find out at some point. I think the togetherness thing is is what I will have to work on. Because I'm just really, like, in some ways, weird, like, not the average. Like, I don't... I'm not like a PDA, hold your hand type of person, but some people like that. And it's very hard for me to just not be like, no, nigga, I'm not gonna hold your hand. Why you even want me to? Like, you know, making them feel bad. Like, just because I'm not like into PDA doesn't mean that um, I can't, like, I guess hold your hand when we out. Like, just, I'm gonna have to work at including somebody else into my life in a more intimate way than I include other people because that's what makes the relationship different and for me that's going to be a challenge and it's going to it's something I can do it's just something at the beginning that I'm going to have to consciously make an effort to do because again I will get ghost and not because I'm mad not because I'm not interested in you anymore but just because I felt like just you know going off the grid and watching king of the hill and not talking because I talk for a living and sometimes I don't want to fucking talk. <laughs> so that's what I'm going to have to work on actively is like making sure that I'm including that person in my life. And that is something that I'm going to have to like work at because it's not something that naturally comes to me. And it, I know that it's something that's necessary for a functioning relationship. So that would be something that I would kind of need to like be aware of. I think I think that I'm it's 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 this thing that I'm in my head I've been kinda worried about in my next relationship that I've never been worried about before, so I don't know why. But a part of it is because I'm a lot more vocal as an individual than I have been before. And that thing is like meeting her family. And her having a whole bunch of males that's like challenging. <laughs> I feel like that's gonna get my ass kicked out <laughs> of the family, <laughs> like from jump. 
because I'm not going to run from, I'm not going to play the, oh, yes, sir, yes, sir. I ain't going to play that. (laughs) I just just don't feel like I would. I don't know. But that's going to be the variable that I don't know how to prepare for. The family stuff. Meeting parents is all, like... Because this is something that could like fuck up your whole shit, you know. <laughs> like to to have parents that hate you, like you could continue, but that it's not it's gonna be uncomfortable as shit for everybody. Like you want them to like you, but it, it's one of those things where it's like you don't know. Maybe it's gonna be so. Like I have quirks. I do. I know that I have a couple of quirks here and there, and sometimes the quirks are charming to to people. And sometimes the quirks are like, what the fuck is wrong with her? So that's always a concern. Like, I'm always myself because my whole thing is everybody's going to eventually be themselves. So if I went in and I was putting on this front trying to be who I think you want me to be, eventually I'm just going to be red. So you need to kind of just like red from the beginning because eventually she's what you're going to get. So, um, I I have not met that many parents because I know most women are like can't wait to the moment when they're like they want to introduce you to their parents and I'm just like why would you want to do that like no you go like invite you over no you go on just you enjoy your family like we we can hang out when you get back (laughs) because I don't want to do it like it's no no I don't want to be judged tonight thank you yeah (laughs) fuck that shit I, that ain't one of the things that I look forward to. Like, you could not ask me to meet your parents, and I'll be fucking fine with that. I'm cool. We ain't got to, because my parents are like the last. When you meet my parents, it's gonna be well after. I feel like I got you, <laughs> to where it is meeting them isn't gonna deter you, because my family is special, and so you need to be invested. Prior to meeting them. <laughs> what you want? A Bruce Wayne situation? A what? Bruce Wayne situation. What do you mean? Batman. What about Batman? He ain't got no parents. I mean, oh, do I want, oh, uh, oh. that sounds terrible to say I want an orphan. I'm but, just saying. Uh, no. <laughs> and I you mean, thought too hard about know, that. Right? And you said it went. I mean, I, I, I would have no issue with it. I mean, as long as he ain't got no unpredictable ass behaviors based on that. Yeah. Like if he dressing up like a vigilante at night and going like and trying to save bat. people. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It Being parents is just difficult. And that it's never certain. Like I know women are just like, they're so excited when they get to their point. I'm the opposite. I'm just like, shit, are we there yet? Like, is this... I, and there's no way to like say you don't want to do it but I look like an asshole. So it's just kind of, So then I got to like come up with excuses. Because, no, I, I got something to do that weekend. So, I got to find something to do. So, I'm not lying to <laughs> you. I just got a whole bunch of scenarios. Like, in my head, one scenario is he walk in with a dashiki and put up a Black Panther fist. I hate you. And Why? say, praise Allah, my brother. I'm going to be like, oh, shit. <laughs> we ain't going to work out. <laughs> we might as well leave now. <laughs> Yeah. He's gonna go all into my childhood insecurities. <laughs> my daddy's <is> Muslim. <laughs> he ain't do none of that stuff though, but I didn't know your dad was a Muslim. Yep. Have we not talked about that? I guess not. I guess not. I didn't know that part. Okay. My daddy went to jail non religious and came out Why talking about they some Asalaam Muslim. Why did they come out of jail Muslim? 
I don't know, but I was in a well. I have my theories. I was in a sociology of religion class, and and every week she brought in a different person from a different faith, mm-hmm. and she brought two black dudes in from the Muslim faith, and I, that was my golden opportunity. I was like. What is it about the Muslim faith that when men go into jail and come out, they converted to Islam? And they said, that's not true. And I said, that's not true. <laughs> okay, let's not call it the truth. Let's say it, there is very strong causality <laughs> because going to jail caused motherfuckers to come out and be Muslims. <laughs> let's, let's not say it's true. There is a correlation, though. You know, Today's me, I feel, would have said all of that shit. Then me said, oh, okay. <laughs> but I think everybody who knows somebody who went to jail yeah. and came out Muslim, mm-hmm. if they didn't go in Christian as hell already. Yeah. But I think that I've always thought that Nation of Islam, Muslim, like Muhammad, Malcolm X, I just think it was a, a band, br- banded brotherhood of black men. And I think that message matriculated more through the black community in jail than anybody else. Do you think it, well I also think part of it may be like protection like you want to join a group like I think so, like I don't Christians know Christians got to be the biggest group in all jails anyway I feel but a Christian's gonna shank somebody for you if need be or they're gonna tell you to turn the other cheek like all of them supposed to tell you to turn the other cheek it's just that 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 Malcolm X brand of Islam is the one that was a little bit aggressive mm-hmm. and didn't really hold back but Islam itself, I mean, ain't violent. But There's I'm saying groups in it that, that is same as Christianity. So is the is the jail group? Are they? Because I feel like a lot like people join the Aryan Brotherhood when they go. Like they may not necessarily feel white power, but if you gonna keep my white ass safe, then yes, white power all day. Because I, I think that happens sometimes. Like you have to get a group for protection. Some, if, especially if you go in for a long stint and it's like shit. Be here a while. I don't think that's faith. I think that's gangs. I think jail has gangs and religion is separate from that. You know, I think they'll join a gang for protection or a group for protection. Wasn't there a I don't think they use. Group? I can't. Well, I mean, that's not the best example to use. What do you to use? Oh, hell. <laughs> How dare you? Sorry. I mean, we already are kind of politically incorrect and probably offensive with this conversation. Oh, yeah. We really are. I'm sure. But you can't be mad if your ass went to jail and you came out a Muslim <laughs> and you won. You just can't be mad. I'm just saying or some shit. explain to us why. If you did, I would like to know why you did. What <laughs> made you decide to do that? Yeah, that we need an answer. We so. need an answer. For anybody, or if you got a family member who has done that, ask them, please. Like, so why Islam? <laughs> like, what made you decide to do that? And you know what? I just never gave a damn about it. All it meant to me as a kid was I couldn't eat fucking pork skins in my daddy's house. <laughs> <laughs> and we had to eat after the sun went down. That shit was weird. I don't know. I don't like none of that shit. What part of Islam? They don't eat till the sun go down? It's like Ramadan. They oh, yeah. Fasting season. Uh, yeah. You can't eat when the sun up. So we got all the way into that. All the way. <laughs> to say that the last thing I've been worrying about lately is just how my interaction with somebody's parents are going to go uh, apart from anything that got to do with them, which all stems from the conversation about cheating, which at the end of the day, we grown as hell. 
we can do whatever we put our minds to. Yeah. <laughs> and if you put your mind to being in a relationship with somebody that cheated on you and you wanted to be successful, it can. But it take work. It's hard as fuck. And why the fuck would you do it anyway? Like really? That's why I was that's why I was saying, like, what reasons? Like clearly money can be a reason. Clearly dependence can be a reason. You know, clearly kids can be a reason. There's a lot of reasons that you would choose to stay in that situation. But if you choose to stay in that situation, you demand the fuck of a lot of shit out of that other person. <laughs> demand that that other person prove to you that they can be the person that you need them to be in that relationship. Fuck the other shit. Pretty much. So that is it. This long ass question. Short question. Long answer. That's what we do. That's what we do. Um, so if you have a question that you would like for us to ramble on about, you can send it into the website or you can send it to our Gmail account, which is conversationconartists at gmail.com. And since we were just talking about cheating, I think On Point has a story about cheating. Yep, Sean Stockman. Which hurts my feelings. The skinny hair boys to men member. Yeah. He looked like Skeeter Valentine from Doug. I hate you. <laughs> Y'all remember him? <laughs> <laughs> he used to do that shit right there. <laughs> I used to love Doug. Anyway, he also was a host on the sing-off. I don't know if that show's still going, but it was an acapella competition show. No. Oh. That shit was amazing. I, I loved that show. It. But he apparently some infidelity going on in his relationship and he released a video on Instagram and other forms of social media saying hey I want to apologize to my wife on record for my infidelity he said I got into some stuff with some people that I have no business even hanging around or being with and they tried to destroy they tried to destroy my relationship did they try to destroy your relationship or did you allow your relationship to be destroyed I mean, I see what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? But just because I open the door a little bit and the motherfuckers outside kick the bitch in, it don't mean that everything was my fault. Fuck you open the door a little bit for. I'm you just see saying. these masked assailants outside and you open up the door a crack and think that it ain't going to get kicked in. That's your fault. Yes. It's your fault, yes. But... It's a lot of other... I don't want to say blame. <laughs> Everybody play a role in the show. Everybody plays the fool. <laughs> Everybody play a role in the show. And I mean, I played my role, or he played his role, and everybody else played their role. He can come out and speak against them playing their role, even I though guess. he... I mean, for me, I wouldn't... We already know yeah. about your situation. Shit, fuck that. We already know. You've been... All your shit be gone. <laughs> yep. I mean, clearly his none of his stuff will be damaged. Nope. Mm-mm. According to you. I wouldn't. You know? I, I've never been a destructive type of person. And I probably would have said some shit by that point that would have made him be like, you know what? I don't want to be with you. Because, yeah. Mm-mm. But I wouldn't have touched his stuff. I feel like words have more power than me. You will remember my words. You can replace your stuff. So tell me this. If a dude, if a dude cheat on you, mm-hmm. Afterwards, what is the best thing that he can do? Leave me alone. Just I mean, just alone. cold turkey. Yeah. Like I'm saying, like cheat on you, you find out, never hear from again on earth. After we talked about it? No, no. After you find out, y'all had talked about it. What's the best thing that he can that do? That would drive me crazy. And I'm asking, <laughs> what's the best thing he can do 
after he's done this, you found out. Come. Now he got to move to make. He know you know. Y'all had talked about it. He got to move to make. What's the best thing he can do? He needs to come and talk to me about it. For what? So that I could get all of this off my chest. <laughs> then why would he ever do that? <laughs> but he ain't gonna know that. If he hit his episode, he will. <laughs> what are the odds of me dating somebody that listens to that? Well, <laughs> anyhow, don't disregard all of this, future boyfriend. If you listening, just ignore all of this. He ain't gonna know because he gonna try because that's what dudes do. He's gonna try to fix it. And and rectify it and and have all of these excuses and shit. He gonna try to fix it. I don't know that a dude would just like leave it alone and just like leave you. I don't know that that would even happen. I don't even know that that's a scenario that would take place. So what you need to what you need him to do is come in here, come get, get these his ass roasted, bu- come get these verbal bullets. Yes. Hell no. Yes. <laughs> it's verbal. Better than me tearing up your stuff, right? I mean, I'd rather have my stuff towed up <laughs> <laughs> than get some verbal lashing from somebody just to make them feel better and I'm going to feel like shit hey, afterwards. guess what? You made me feel like shit. So, so now you get to feel like shit. That, that can be your redeeming thing. For, give me that relief because you already fucked up. So why should I make you feel better? Why do you deserve to feel better after what you did? You should feel like shit. Because in my mind, at that point, you are shit. They should feel like shit anyway. But you ain't got to help push gonna, that along. But I'm going to help push you on over. <laughs> nah. You need to know. So, yeah. First off, don't cheat on Red. <laughs> if you do, disappear. <laughs> don't come back. <laughs> get the fuck on. What if your stuff at my house? You got to come back and get your things. Might be worth it. <laughs> might not might want to come when she go to work she ain't gonna get oh, fired cause of your ass I'm gonna change the fucking lock <laughs> at the point that I find this ain't your house no more you don't live here you come get your stuff when I'm here but you're not gonna be in here when I'm not here this ain't your shit no more you lost those privileges I'm gonna go out that night and get some locks change that shit no ain't gonna be no coming over while I'm at work you're right, I ain't gonna lose my job. I ain't gonna have to because I'm gonna be at work peacefully knowing that your motherfucking ass can't get in. <laughs> and angry because this nigga disappeared <laughs> and you ain't been able to give him no damn verbal bullets. Uh, that <laughs> and would, you locked the chambers, would, locked and loaded. I would choke on the word. Like, it would hurt me so bad to not be able. That's why I used to write. I used to write to get it out. So if I couldn't get it out, that way I could get it out through writing because it chokes me. It hurts. I have to get it out. So yeah. So Red's best case scenario is a dude's worst case scenario. Yeah. So. Pretty much. What? But again, most dudes I feel like would prefer that as opposed to like your tires being slashed. Like I would never do that. Never break your PlayStation Four. Never break your Xbox One. I wouldn't touch none of your games. Wouldn't ruin any of your clothes. All that would be intact. You would be free to get those things. Cause I want to leave something with you that's gonna stay with you. I want these words ringing around in your head even after you're gone. Cause you can replace the Xbox and you can replace the PS4, but you can't shake the shit I said. Maybe. I mean, some niggas still won't care. But so you show no might. mercy. No. You show no mercy for the. Mm-hmm. What about? No. What if you found out that a dude has cheated in his past relationship while you're dating him or talking to him? 
does that make a difference or is this a new slate? I or mean, just cheaters, che- cheaters in general just a problem for <sighs> you? Uh, he didn't cheat on me. So, okay, so if I'm going to do that, I have to do that about every possible thing. I can't get upset about stuff that happened previous to me. Because I do, obviously, I'm a therapist. I do believe people can change when they get ready to. I think that they can change. So that wouldn't automatically discount you. But (laughs) it would be kind of like, like you capable. (laughs) I don't know. But I wouldn't, it wouldn't, I wouldn't discount somebody because they, and if they told me about it, I mean, that means that you're, you've been opening up front with me about like shit you've done. So you're not hiding it. So, no, it wouldn't. If you didn't cheat on me, I could give some leeway for that. Because it wasn't with me. It may have been when you were younger and stupid. You know. I mean, I don't know why you would tell somebody that, but. You'd be surprised. <laughs> yeah, you just shouldn't cheat, man. It's not good. You shouldn't do that shit. Nope. It's really. But I guess. Having conversations with some people who don't believe in like monogamy or believe in monogamy or whatever, it's like, is marriage and being together is that a social construct more so or a natural construct? Because, because there like are animals, no, we are the only group in the animal kingdom. No, we're not. We ain't the only group. No, mammals. Other mammals do. Dolphins and stuff, but other animals penguins like penguins do. Did you see that fight between the penguin? He came that. back and fired his his, his penguin woman <laughs> had been stepping out on him. And they fought to the death. It's a few, but a lot of them don't. But that doesn't mean that it's not. So it we only question this because we have the mental capacity. Do you think penguins are like? I wonder if other people out here sticking with one bitch like. Or are there other <laughs> species that just could get it in whenever they want to? Like, is it just us? Like, I feel like if it's natural for some, it's possible that it's natural for us and that it's not just a social construct because penguins don't. I use penguins because of that in, that cheated incident that happened with the penguins and how mm-hmm. that shit ended. Um, I, but it's natural for penguins to the point where when he came back from his skirt, wherever the fuck he had been, and saw this shit, he lost it the same way that we do. And they don't have social constructs. They don't get married to one another. They just mate for life. So I I think that it is possible that this is natural for us. They have social patterns. I guess I guess they are not intentional though. Like they're not. They're, they're not, not like their from, parents aren't. So you need to find a nice penguin girl. And settle that. Like, they don't have that shit that we have. There is, they do have social patterns, but they're natural patterns. They don't think about it. They just do it because that's what's natural to them to do. And we've been, like, coupling up since the beginning of the time. So, monogamy has been throughout the day. Polygamy has been there, too. But monogamy has been, I think there's a reason why that has been there. And I don't know that it's just a social construct that was created and you feel obligated to. Because look at all the emotions. that If it was just a mating thing and it's just fucking, all of these emotions wouldn't get involved on both sides of the fence. Like, I just feel like the fact that you get attached to people means that you're not meant to just get attached to everybody. So, 
I don't look at monogamy as a social construct because there are other mammals that do it and they don't have, again, they don't have, uh, young penguins don't have, you know, penguins in their life saying, yo, she, you need to just lock that down. Like she's a good, she's a good penguin. I think that, you know, she, she would be good for you. Y'all would make a cute little penguin baby. You know, like you need to just do that. They don't have that. They just do it. <laughs> you are correct. So, I don't know. I do want to take this time out to mention that I met Cole Jackson from Government Names Podcast. And the reason that I want to mention this is because he mentioned it on his show. And I feel like he made me seem like some arrogant <laughs> asshole. So, I was in PetSmart after I had got Remy, which is the new puppy buying a bunch of stuff for him and there was this black guy in line behind me and so i'm just getting my stuff in he said something i think he said something about oh you got a puppy or something we got talking about the dogs and then he was like i think i follow you on instagram uh did you post a picture of the dog and i was like yeah he was like you got a podcast too i was like yeah because at this point i'm like what the fuck is this like why does he know this shit? Because I never meet anybody that like, I never meet anybody in real life that follows my Instagram that I don't already know. So like that is just like. This is the moment where, this is a moment in movies where you find out somebody been stalking your exactly. ass. Exactly. <laughs> so I it watch, could be that, look, but it also could be just somebody who it coincidentally is connected to you in other ways. I watch a lot of the ID channel. So at this point, I, I'm just like, I want this cashier to hurry up and like scan this shit so I can get the fuck out of here before he follow me out because I don't know if you already know where I live but I don't want to lead him there because now I'm like do I need to just drive to own point house and not even go to my own house so that he all know like I don't know what's going on here because you're right you live down the street from this pet smart but so then that's when he was like oh I'm Cole Jackson from the government names podcast on point was on our show the other week and I was like you should have led with that because I was terrified <laughs> for a second because I didn't know what was going on uh, but he was real cool he helped me pick out some uh, puppy food for the dog because I got a free bag because uh, Remy was a rescue and um, I think we're you were on their episode about the election and I chose yeah. to not be because I was not finna talk about that shit twice I knew we were going to talk about it on our show and I already didn't want to talk about it on our show because I was so saddened by the results that I didn't want to have to be sad twice so um understood but I I do plan to like go on their show and I think they are going to come on ours at some point yeah um so that'll be cool but yeah I just wanted to put I was not arrogant <laughs> I was freaked out because I didn't know why he knew all these things about me <laughs> because that shit don't happen like nobody ever recognizes me out from any not from YouTube well I've had like one or two and that's usually like women that see my hair and they're like oh my god I want to YouTube video about your wash and go or whatever outside of that it don't happen and so I'm just like well what I just learned is that if a stalker is following you you will come to my spot Instead of go to your own, yep. just send me a message and let me know if I need to grab my slides out or if I might need to be in somewhere to tussle with somebody <laughs> in the worst case scenario. Okay. I just, that's all I need. I'll make sure I shoot you a check out. <laughs> so like, I, I'm going to have to just go to his house. I can't go back to my house because then he's going to know why I live it. <laughs> so I, need I got a, a decision up. to make. <laughs> 
I just need a heads up. That's it. I'll make sure I shoot you a text <laughs> if the if the if the situation ever warrants. We need we need a secret code word. I you know what I have that with um, one of my friends. If I, I told her, if I ever call you talk about flowers, some shit is wrong, and I need you to get me some help. So if I ever call you and you pick up and you like, hey girl, and I'm like, hey, I just. I was calling to remind you, don't forget to order the flowers. And you know we ain't talked about no flowers. So do you have a secret code word to use in case you need to talk about flowers, but it's not an emergency? Because otherwise, you can never talk about flowers with her We ever. would never talk about flowers. Like, I we in the whole time I've known her, I don't know that we've ever had a conversation about flowers and even after i told her that it never has come up to where we needed to like have a conversation about flowers so mm -mm. and it's if i call and i directly go into flowers not if like we talking and then i'm like oh such and such since before after we've been talking a while if i call and the first thing i'm talking about is did you order the flowers it's a problem you're in danger i'm in danger <laughs> So that's so what I have with her, but that don't even matter. I guess now. you wouldn't even need a cold word. You can just, you can just tell me it's a fucking stalker behind me. <laughs> oh yeah, I'd be in my place. car. Yeah, I would be in my car at that point. So I let's... don't want to die. Make sure you have on somewhere just in, you know, in case you gotta <laughs> throw a motherfucker out here. <laughs> Bye. Be there in a minute. <laughs> be there in a second. <laughs> I don't see a car behind me, but I can't be too sure. Yeah. Yeah, but no, it was he was super cool after, and I was fine after I figured out who he was. But initially, I was just like, "This is fucking weird. Like, what is? Why is? What is going on here?" Um, but yeah, so I, he talked about it on on their show, and I just, I think he made me seem like I was just kind of like, "Of course, you follow me on Instagram," and no. <laughs> <laughs> that's not even something I would ever say. Anytime, if somebody ever like notices me from some kind of social something, I'm all, I'm gonna be like, really, like really, okay, like that's gonna be surprising to me. So, mm -mm. but I thought that I would put that out there. So if he listens, he gonna get a good laugh about this. Um, uh, Kanye West. Kanye West. We talked about Kanye last week, and I said that I felt like he was unraveling and that this was different than it's been before. Has he been released yet? Are he uh -uh. still he's still in the hospital? They said like depression and extreme paranoia. He said that they wouldn't even let the doctors touch him for a little while. Wow. For a while they wouldn't let him touch him. He's supposed to be released to his personal doctor soon, though. Oh, okay. Well, I just you know, I, it's sad. I'm, I'm going to leave it at that because I made a pledge last week and I'm going to stick to that pledge. <laughs> um, it's it's just sad. And hopefully he gets the help that he needs. So that, I mean, he I, I think he is a narcissistic personality. And so I, it's only going to be so much growth that he's going to make from this. But I do hope that he's at least able to like function because narcissists function in society. They don't, you know, he had to cancel a 21 day tour. You know, he still had 21 more, more tours to go to. And he, the people who he fucked over at that last concert had to get their money back. So, but he does have insurance. So he won't be like liable for not providing 
the concerts. It wouldn't matter no way. He could pay anybody he wanted to pay about anything. But about he that wouldn't shit. want to pay. Of course <laughs> so not. But he would be able to. He would be able to, but he he won't have to because he had that insurance policy, and this is a medical situation that can't be helped because he, you know. But I I do think that you know. Hopefully he'll be able to get some help from this because I just felt like he was unwrapped. Like to me, it just seemed like it was worse than it had ever been. And then the next day after I said that, I saw where he um canceled the tour. The cancel of the tour came first, and then I think later on I saw where he was like hospitalized and they did a fifty one fifty, which he was not happy about. Where they have to they they could do a emergency seven. I think it's seventy two hour hold. For uh-huh. observation, if they think that you're a danger to yourself or to others, yeah, and he was pissed, and I don't think that his family could see him at that time during the fifty-one fifty hole. I can't remember. I don't know. I can't remember the rules of fifty-one fifty. I know it's seventy-two hours, but I don't know if you can like have visitors during that seventy-two hours. I, don't know. I know they eventually like went to his side, but mm, that's all I'm gonna say in in an effort to keep my pledge. <laughs> Kanye West, even if he gets normal, or he's still living the best version of Kanye. Kanye is still compromised. (laughs) The best version of Kanye is still George Bush hate black people. Kanye, yes, it is. You know, so he's still gonna be a ticking time bomb of saying and doing bullshit, but. At least it won't be this unpredictable. Yeah, and this levels of bullshit. Yeah, you know. Talk about if I would have voted, I would have voted for Trump. Like, why would what? you even say that? Exactly. You didn't vote. Shut the fuck up. Exactly. <laughs> I exactly. only vote so I can talk shit about politics. <laughs> I do think that I mean at least it's bringing some like shine, I guess, to mental illness because there's still people who believe that mental illness is not a real thing and that people don't suffer from mental disorders and that you know they just need to. Uh, pray or they just need to be positive or they just you know need to do all of these things that would just take care of something that is physically something wrong with these people like in their brains there is something off and people still don't believe that it exists that it's a thing um so you know he he I do think he's been suffering from depression uh, The paranoia I can see that <laughs> And yeah. why did he have Kid Cuddy on, at this lab Like ain't he supposed to be in rehab And he, it hasn't no been idea. that damn long It ain't been long enough for him to be out At somebody's concert It might be It ain't been 30 days has it Cause it's you at least 30 days Yeah it's been 30 days Has it been 30 days Yeah. Since we talked about Kid Cuddy and depression I guess yeah, it, it seemed like it just wasn't that long ago. She didn't seem like we started this shit a year ago. <laughs> you right, touche. <laughs> I mean, damn, time flying like hell. It does. I don't know what what to account for it either. I mean, look, turn around, and now I'm turning twenty six. Let me have this. Uh-huh. Um, yep. mm-hmm. twenty six. <laughs> so yeah, time just flies, man. Time just flies. So I saw a video of a dude in Publix. He was recording a video. He was upset. It was a white guy. He was upset that a group of brown people, which look like they might have been Indian American, stepped in front of him in line. Now, this particular Publix had a number system that you pull. And what it looked like is they had a number, left, came back, and then got served before him because they had a number. 
and he did it. But he was mad because they got served before him. He went on a whole rant and involved the manager. The police watched it and the police said, we can't do nothing because it looked like you egging them on. And that's what it looked like. He was just being aggressive for no reason. And I just, from that, I just wanted to say that I've had a conversation with a white guy who, not just one, several white guys, who bring up the idea that they've lost jobs to black people because of affirmative action. If you don't know what affirmative action is, it's the quota that corporations have to hire black people, which started at a time when black people weren't getting hired. And so the the white guys I've had this conversation with say stuff like, you know, yeah, I've lost a job to black people because of affirmative action. It's not possible for you to know that's the reason that you lost that job. You've nope. discounted the fact that they may be more qualified than you. Well, because they can't possibly be more qualified. Than exactly. Me. <laughs> You've discounted the fact that they may interview better than you. They can't possibly interview better than me. Exactly. <laughs> You've discounted the fact that they may just be a general, overall, better candidate than you. And the only thing that can explain that is affirmative action. The only thing that can explain this black person getting a job over me is that the government said you have to hire this black person over this white person. And you know what? That is entitlement and white privilege in its finest. You have the luxury of believing that you're better than everybody else to the degree that you think you're supposed to have shit first. Well, everybody don't have that luxury. And to people who have the attitude like this dude that was in the deli, that because they were brown, you get to be mad at them against her. Listen, and I hate to put it like this, but if you white in America, ain't nothing done held you back from shit. No. Individual people might have, but there is not a system that's been in place that has ever decided to hold you back because of something that got to do with your skin color. You nope. know? And I'll give you the early America, early 1900s. Maybe if your your, your ancestors were Scottish, or Irish and came into this country maybe yeah but you still had the skin color prerequisite to apply for whiteness in America and whiteness don't mean being white <laughs> you know being white ain't nothing but a color but whiteness in America is a concept it means having access to greater America it means having the access to loans to credit to certain real estate to certain schools, to certain universities, the access to banks, the capability of building businesses in America, all of this stuff at a time when black people, brown people couldn't have shit and was discouraged and they shit was burnt down and they were turned down and denied loans and, and places in real estate and opportunities. You know, so y'all just got to deal with that shit today. Pretty much. Y'all just got to deal with it. That's the bottom line. Yep. But that's all I took from that story. There's that sense of entitlement that comes along with brown people getting stuff ahead of you. It's nothing to explain why a brown person should get something in front of a white person. But yet you continuously talk about equality, but you don't talk about equality in the real version of equality in which you're seeking to be equal with somebody is that version of being angry at people for seeking it and you not getting what 
you won't because that's supposed to be equality. Yep. That shit it it bothers me a lot. Or center on racism. Yeah. Alt right groups. Alt right groups. Yes. If y'all haven't seen this video, you should totally see the video. There was a rally, it was in Washington, D.C., by an alt right group where they were using Nazi um, hand motions and saying, you know, hail Hitler. And now, I will say they did not say hail Hitler. I mean, not hail, hail Trump. <laughs> okay, they said hail Trump. It's, it goes so it smoothly. Do. It do. Hail Trump. Sorry. They were yelling hail sorry Trump. Sorry for and our uh, Jewish listeners <laughs> oh god she didn't yeah. mean that no i did not mean hail hitler hail trump and holding up the heil sign or whether you know you extend your arm with your fingers straight um and he did you listen to like uh, there's a clip where it's like really short that shows the end where they were doing the heil but there's a longer like there's a whole video of the entire speech mm-hmm. that he made and basically, it's about how how Trump is gonna like bring back, you know, they've they've had white people have had so much taken from them that, and Trump's gonna restore that because you know, I watched that video and that video terrifies me. And the reason that that video terrifies me is because I feel like this was the same shit that did happen in Nazi Germany where Hitler started doing this and nobody was really like taking him seriously at first. or was really on board with it at first and then it grew and it grew and then it led to the, the murdering of an, a large amount of people based solely on them being Jewish. That is scary because history has shown us that that's something that can happen. So when I watched that video, I was just like, what is this 2016? Like, am I in the right year? Like, what the fuck is this? Now, you told me that these groups have existed for a while. This is the first that I've seen. So I deal with, I do a lot of interneting (laughs) for lack of a better way to put it. And the alt-right has been around for a while. It's a group that basically have been internet troll activists. They have, in civil conversations, they have implemented racism, sexism, misogyny, xenophobia, Nazism, all of these different things to represent their displeasure with the system of how white people have been, how things have been taken out of the hands of white people. And the idea is that, hey, we're white. We have the power. We have conquered people. We have created these systems, you know. And the idea that Trump represents is the one that they desire, which is Trump is going to make us relevant again, you know. And it's not as if you weren't ever relevant. The only white people that feel irrelevant are white people that are poor. They the only one, like... They the only ones because they don't have nothing like everybody else. If you're a white person that have something in America, you don't think like that. No, because you got something. <laughs> it's just poor white people who ain't got nothing damn else going for them. Feels like Trump is going to make white relevant again. Now, that's not to say that those wealthy and other people that got stuff ain't voting for Trump. But it's a lot of people voting for Trump for a lot of various different issues. My problem with those people voting for Trump, or not even my problem, but the indifference that they have to 
brown people who have these concerns and worries about this whole situation and this uprising that Trump's nomination and the being elected has has brought upon us. Their indifference is a problem to me. It because is because you have the luxury to not worry about race related shit and sex related shit and xenophobia and all these other religious related things. You have the luxury of not thinking about that stuff because you get to be white, straight, middle class in America. I mean, I always look at these kinds of rallies or white people that that are like, you know, they they need to take back their power and like a kid who stole a Snickers bar and the parent says, "You we going to take this back and you didn't pay for this. This ain't choice. We going to take it back." That throws a tantrum and says, "But it's mine. But it's not yours. You stole it. This is stolen shit. You stole it. It's not yours. It never belonged to you. It never belonged to you. You took it." when you weren't supposed to and now you're mad because people are trying to put it back the way that it was or right you're wrong and you got a problem with it i like the same way you know i people conveniently forget how america became to came to be this was not y'all shit y'all what first of all you weren't even trying to get to america what were they trying to sell to China? China and you ended up here and then you kill an entire group of people and then the ones that were left over eventually you put them on these little square plots of land and say hey you can have this this is yours out of all of this shit that was all of, that all of this belonged to you but now you can hand this little three by three foot piece of land keep that that's yours and Do not only that <laughs> not only that but hey we, I know we gave y'all this three by three foot piece of land but we want to fucking drive a pipeline through it and we don't want y'all to be able to say shit about it so uh shut the fuck up and take these police brutalities and these uh riot gear and all of this shit that we doing to y'all so if you don't know shit about the dakota pipeline yeah go check it out because that's what the fuck is going on it's just crazy like how people conveniently forget the history that they they don't want to address like this ain't your shit it never was you stole it and so it isn't Trump's not making America great again. He's making America into a shithole for the other people, for others, for everybody who would identify as other, and that's everybody that's not white. It's gonna be shitty. Your great America is terrifying to me. There ain't nothing great about it to my black ass, to my female ass. Nothing great about it at all. Scary. So, the guy's name is Richard Spencer. He is the one that's. Credited uh, with creating yeah. the alt, alt right or whatever, he's the face behind it right now. And he went on to news one with Roland Martin. Well, his ascots, his ascot, man, Roland Martin looked like a pug. The ascot don't help. I don't know if he feels like maybe it gives him a neck where he doesn't have one, but it him makes and it Omar worse. Epps. <laughs> they eyes too far apart, <laughs> and they bug out a little bit. They just they look like pugs to me. I'm sorry if you well, love pugs, I then love you love pugs. them. I yeah. would, pug was my first dog choice before I got Kingston, who is a miniature schnauzer. <laughs> I was gonna get a pug, <laughs> but he went on the he went on the news one, and basically, you know, Roland Martin just pretty much roasted him, showed that he was not. His beliefs were not backed up by information and knowledge. And doesn't he, don't he he says that he's not racist? Like he doesn't think he's racist. Yeah, he don't he don't believe he's racist. What the fuck is your definition of because, racist? And and, <laughs> and this is the crazy thing. He said black people built this country, 
and he said white people created these systems that the black people built for this country. So to him, like he's itemizing what he wants to use to legitimize his whiteness in America and to make his whiteness superior to everything else. But to Roland Martin, he kept saying, I'm not racist. I don't feel like I'm better. I don't feel like I'm superior. What? But you just like what you're saying is not matching up and what you're saying doesn't make any sense. Um, and as far as black people building this, that shit was not voluntary. We didn't just say, you know what? Let's go to America and like build up some shit. Like that wasn't a choice. Black people were brought over here and subjected to horrible condition and horrible treatment and forced to do a bunch of shit that white people later tried to take credit for. He even said in it that he Roland Martin said if white people was he said that the South the money from slavery is what helped build America. Mm -hmm. And Roland Martin asked him if he agreed with slavery. He said no I don't agree with slavery. He said I believe that white people are smart enough to have found another way to do it but slavery is the way that they chose at that point in time. What? <laughs> uh, listen, listen. He's not informed about his beliefs. Okay, he just he don't know why he believed what he believed. He was challenged on affirmative action. He was challenged on slavery. He was challenged on a lot of stuff. And Roland Martin, that's just what he do. He he know his shit when it comes to this stuff. But what I took from it was that he don't. It's a lot of racists that don't believe they racist. Yeah, yeah. And I don't even think that we can convince them that they no. racist at all. No, it's nothing we can do. No. Mm-mm. He is leading rallies talking about white people coming back into power and white people being conquerors and all of this, but still thinks that he's not racist. So what can you say to somebody where they believe? Because the thing about people who believe irrational things and illogical things, they're illogical and irrational. How do you fight that? If somebody like logically thought something, you could fight logic with logic. It's very hard to fight irrationality. It's difficult as I mean, a counselor trying to like combat irrational thought patterns. This shit is hard to do, hard, not easy. And for somebody like that who has a, a group that perpetuates the these same irrationalities, you're not going to be able to convince him because he has a group of people who believes the way that he believes and co-signs on the things that he believes, and all of them think that they're right and and not racist. So yeah, not much you can do. But what you can do is still communicate with them to try to help them understand, I guess. I mean, Roland Martin was very condescending. You're not going to do it like that, you know. But at that point, Roland Martin wasn't even trying to he wasn't convince trying, him. Nah. He was trying to roast him for real, it yeah. seemed like. But, like, from my perspective... You got to be willing to have an open dialogue with that person, man. I mean, but how many is, people have you changed with open dialogue? Because you do that a lot. You have conversations with people you like to do. Well, I don't know if you like to do it, but you do it. How many people have have you had open conversations with that saw the error in their thinking? I don't know. I don't know how many people I've directly changed. But if we're talking about on Facebook as a medium. There are, are are other people who join the conversation who will say things like, I've never heard it from that perspective. I've never looked at it in that way. And at the end of the day, 
it might reinforce their racist bullshit. You know, but all I do is what I do. I mean, I don't do what I do based on the idea that I'm going to change people. You know what I'm saying? Like, it might change people, but I want to know what I know, to be honest. I want to know why I believe what I believe, really. These dialogues always bring up ways to either challenge what I believe so that I can integrate new ways of believing into my system, or they challenge me enough to where they reinforce what I believe, and I know I believe it now because, shit, I done been around the ring for about three or four times in this conversation, and I believe this shit. I don't have a problem with thinking differently about shit, anything. You know, I want that. Challenge me. Make me think differently about shit. Like, that's something I really gonna want in my relationship with it. I know a lot of dudes and shit be like, you know, nah, women just agree with me yeah, and do what I say. Say that, you know what I'm saying? No, if I if I say some shit that you don't fuck with, I want to know you don't fuck with it. You know, at the end of the day, we could be two people with two separate thoughts that don't fuck with them thoughts together, or I'm gonna look at it your way, or you gonna look at it my way, or it's gonna be some very subtle integrations of what you believe into what I I got going on. I like that. I like that from anybody. I like being challenged. It don't bother me. So for me, it's about validating what I believe or modifying it, assimilating, you know, new information and new data, you know, but I just need to know if you're irrational or irrational. I need to know. And if you're irrational, I don't care about you no more. You know, <laughs> if you're rational and you just believe what the fuck you believe, you're entitled to that. Even if it's separate from me. The difficult part is allowing you to believe something about me that don't represent me. That's the hardest part. Because it's a lot of opinions about out there about black and about brown. And I'm gonna fall under the category of that shit being brown. And so if you start telling me something about my people that I don't agree with, that's the hardest part. Cause you can't change the reasons that people believe that bullshit. Mama, grandmama, daddy been teaching these young kids this shit their whole life. And now I'm supposed to come up and say that, you know, I'm not what they say I am. And the problem is some black folks are what they say they are. Yeah. So even if I challenge it, I don't know how many they done ran into that that ain't like me, but it's like the stereotypes. The stereotypes with all people exist. But just the whole idea that but what I took from that is there's people out there that don't believe they're racist. So I don't think it's important for us to validate they that they racist. I don't they don't have to agree with them being racist to be racist. Nope. They can disagree with it all day long. A racist is a fucking racist. Yep. That's still what you are. And that goes into reverse racism for me because, listen, it's different. It's different. It's a girl from Twitter that, you know, after the election started painting her face white and talking about, you know, I won't have the problems that black people have because I'm white. <laughs> and she got her Twitter account suspended. And you see a lot of tweets that of people saying, white people saying, you know, if it was a white person, you know how bad it would be if this was that, that's how bad it would be. Listen, white people, y'all did that shit in the 1920s and 1930s. Y'all did blackface. Y'all made caricatures of black people. Y'all treated black people like shit in America. Not y'all directly, but y'all ancestors. 
Well, if you 80 years old listening and you did that shit, then yeah, you, your ass. <laughs> you know, but white America did all of this shit. Like, the things that black people are are complaining about when it comes to blackface, when it comes to cultural appropriation, white people, y'all have made the conditions to where we have to be like you to operate here. All of these policies about not being able to have dreadlocks so you got to straighten your hair. That's your rules. That's your requirement that you put on black people. Lighter skinned people having more opportunities. That's You've created that in your system. Like the shit that white people are saying is a problem when we do it. Y'all have forced us to be a part of y'all system by doing that shit. And the, the, the cry for reverse racism is it's not because it's reverse racism. It's because you do it to me, so I should be able to do it to you. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Because a, a white person in the 20s painting their face black, they got that job as a white person that pretended to be black. Yep. Ain't nothing I can do to pretend to be white that's going to get me anything in this world. <laughs> nope. <laughs> if I paint my face white, I'm going to get my ass whooped. I'm definitely not going to get the job. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I don't know, man. It, Do people have a problem with Joe and the scammer? Because, you know, his whole stick is that he's living this Caucasian lifestyle. And he goes around stealing shit that's not his. And I don't see that. But, I mean, I don't see why people would. I mean, if they get upset at the girl for making a joke and painting her face white. I don't think he's, I don't think he's calling himself, I don't know. I haven't picked it up like that. I don't think he's calling himself Caucasian. I think that he has a ideal of what a white house like looks like. But again, it. Could somebody not make an argument? Well, if I did this and was like I was living in a trap house as a white person, people would get upset. Like the argument could still be made for Joey and the scammer because well, he's a minority. Well, look at the difference. The difference is the bullshit that they use to stereotypically represent black people is no, fuckery. No, no, I know that. What I'm saying, I was just asking if anybody had complained about Joey and the scammer. I haven't heard any of okay. it. Okay. But if it was, what would it be about? What would it be about? I fucking hate that this black man is talking about our wealth and how exquisite our lifestyles are <laughs> and how great our cars are and how wonderful things we have. Like, why would you complain about somebody making that? That ain't even a mockery. That's like putting your culture on a pedestal. But when you have a fucking trap house hood party and you come pregnant and you come with bandanas on your head, yeah. like when you make a mockery of black people, it's always bullshit. Ain't no, ain't no version of mockery to white people. We mock white people because they don't season their food. <laughs> Big fucking whoop. We mock white people because they don't dance on the rhythm. They fucking don't. They don't. If and you I don't, do, how hard is it? If you do, kudos. How hard is it to dance on rhythm? I don't understand why that's like. They you dance can't to catch, the words. How can you not catch the beat? They dance on the rhythm to the words. <laughs> it's not the beat. We dance to the beat. They dance to the words. The words is different than the beat, so we see it crazy. <laughs> Maybe I've always wondered why, because it's like it the beat you just follow the beat. I, I mean, even the the worst mockery that we have of white people ain't no worst. 
They just they just lateral moves. They just random shit. You know what I'm like? It's a million ways to mock black people that's offensive. Yeah. And they do every single one of them. When is the last time you seen some kind of mockery of black people that was positive? One that I know of my whole fucking lifetime. Fucking Rachel Dolezal. Oh yeah. <laughs> her whole existence was to uphold great shit about black people. Yeah. And we can't even we didn't even accept her for that shit. Ain't she writing a book now? I don't know what Making the hell a she TV doing. show. I saw something about her the other day, but I just couldn't be bothered to read that shit to But be you know honest. what? Some people accept her, some people don't like but at the end of the day, if you're making a mockery of white people, it it ain't bad. <laughs> So I don't know why you would have a problem with Joanne and the scammer if you did. It would be some more of that bullshit ass where well, you doing it to us, so we doing it to you. Yeah. How dare you use Caucasian and say this is what's going on? What? The reason I don't like you doing that shit with me is because you make a mockery of it and you make me seem like I ain't shit. Joanne the scammer ain't doing that to y'all ass. So big whoop. <laughs> you know, and it's been like that throughout history, like. White is right, as far as our culture is concerned, mm-hmm. and that shit is ingrained heavily in the minds of black people. White is the standard. You know what? We just want to be a part of the standard. Is that so hard to ask? We just we just want to not be looked at as outcasts. You know why in Walmart do it have to be an ethnic section? It ain't to help me find my brushes easier. <laughs> Why you can just put them with the fucking regular brushes. I don't know where all the brushes are. <laughs> don't put mine in the ethnic section. Black people know what kind of hair products they use. You can just put that shit in the regular hair product section. Yep. They'll get it. They'll find it. <laughs> we black people use shit with shampoos with certain shit in it. Conditioners with certain shit in it. They know what they use. Like we just want to be included. Stop making band-aid skin color. Make them motherfuckers colors of rainbows. Well, that'll be gay. Yes. To yes, people who making them not like. Yeah. I'm not saying that's gay. I'm saying that'll be gay to people who would buy band-aids. Yeah. But you know what? If band-aid released a statement that said we will no longer be making band-aids skin colored, as the implication that the only skin color that matters is white. People then would be mad. white people skin or the color that then white people would be mad as yes, fuck. They would be upset. Like that's what inclusion looks like. Same way with nudes. The like if you buy like a nude color, well you don't have, nude color underwear for women is white. <laughs> like it's not my nude. I think there was a company that came out with a line of nude color underwear for women of color because we didn't have that. Same thing with like lipsticks and makeup nude colors are nude for white people it's never nude for us um because nude for me is not gonna be no pale ass color that ain't that ain't nude (laughs) is that the color of my lips um so yeah so as it pertains to diversity diversity when used by white people is to say, hey, diversity is something that y'all want, right? Then y'all should be including us in everything too. You know, for example, Hamilton. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. is a damn near 99% black cast. Mm-hmm. When all of this shit about Pence came out, motherfuckers is like, oh, you know, a, a cast about uh, a cast with all black members, black and Latino members, complaining to Pence um, and their people portraying white people. Like, people was complaining about this shit. Hey, go to every other show on Broadway and see what the like. People complaining like. about this shit. So, <laughs> diversity becomes a talking point to say, don't complain about diversity because that business hired three black people. You know, or y'all are on a Broadway that, you know, y'all, those are not white people. Y'all are white people. Damn what I'm trying to say. Y'all are black people representing white people. Like, that's not diversity. Shouldn't white people be playing it? Like, shit like that. Diverse. Our craft of diversity, let me just say that. Our craft of diversity is two white people. White people run this shit. They created this shit. They created this shit for them. They don't understand. But when we talk about diversity, we are pleading to you to allow diversity to happen. That's what it is. We are scrounging for scraps for this shit. We are grabbing at stra- scraps in America to be included. Those scraps do include affirmative action. Those scraps do include the NAACP existing. Those scraps do include HBCUs existing. Those are the scraps that we've been grasping at and pulling together so that we can have something closely related to America. Diversity, that message ain't for black people. So you don't have to say, hey, isn't the world supposed to be more diverse? You don't have to say that shit is for that message is for non-brown people. From non-brown people. That like that's just what it is. At the end of the day, y'all <laughs> white people, y'all get to choose whether diversity is, is something or not. Now it in five or six hundred years you ain't gonna be able to choose everybody gonna be the color coffee in this motherfucker and everybody gonna have five or six races inside of them at any given time but I am just really really tired of people using diversity as a scapegoat for when a white person don't have something I mean if you don't have something I don't know why you ain't got it but it ain't because nothing in our society that held you back from getting it and I promise you, affirmative action hasn't stopped you from getting shit. The way that Richard Spencer was talking about affirmative action on Roland Martin, which I don't know why he didn't call him or how he was defining it, but he was saying that affirmative action tells these companies not to hire white men. You talking about the companies with a 90% fucking white <laughs> employee rate? <laughs> what do you mean? They are not telling them not to hire white men. They're saying holler whoever the fuck is qualified, regardless of what color they are. Yep. Because Don't history just hire white men. Exactly. Because history shown that they was just hiring white men. Yeah. And unless you just want to say white men are the smartest motherfuckers, and all and the dumbest white man is smarter than the smartest black person or brown person, unless you're willing to say that, you should be fine with that shit. You should. Just, I mean, you should just be fine with it. Damn. I I got very frustrated. You did. You got pretty upset there. I wouldn't say upset. Oh, God. But frustrated. (laughs) Just listen. Just the combination of things that I've 
saw this week just including that dude at the deli including the news one interview with Roland Martin all that shit it's just frustrating but that's all I got that's all I got you got anything else on your mind how how was your couple of days with Remy they were cool he shit and piss on my floor all the time but you know I don't expect that much out of a little tiny puppy that ain't even supposed to be in the hands of humans for two more weeks I can't expect much out I mean he is a very good dog you might have won the lottery on how agreeable and easy it's going to be to train that puppy by comparison as far as like well Kingston wasn't hard to train Kingston is just very willful (laughs) he's just just he just so easily redirectable. Mm-hmm. I didn't expect him to be that easily redirectable. Because when he peed on the on the pee pad, mm-hmm. which I had to box up on, <laughs> so I don't go through and get on the carpet. Uh-huh. But when he peed on the pee pad, like because he had peed on the floor earlier, I just looked stood right there and just said potty thirty <laughs> times to him. Because that's what I be saying outside, and mm-hmm. at some point he peed on. It. I ain't even see him. <laughs> so well, I mean, it's, it's hard because he squats, and so, so it looks like he's sitting. And so, like we'll be outside, and I'll be like, "Did you go on that?" Because and so I walk him where there's like dirt, so I can see it because his squatting posture looks like he just sitting and yeah. when he goes. It's hard. He used to lift his legs, so it's like yeah. obvious when he. But Remy's squat still because he's so little he's teeny tiny yep very but on point had him on a pillow he sent me this picture but he had him like up on a pillow and i was like oh my because i left the crate i thought you were gonna like have him sleep in the crate and not give him a pillow (laughs) i had him in the crate the first day and then i realized that if him just not chewing on stuff is the problem. Then I just leave him in an area with nothing to chew on, which is the bathroom area. And then when I had him out, when not in the bathroom area, I, he didn't chew on nothing. You know, he, he just wasn't chewing on nothing. Like, and so I just didn't see no issue with leaving him out here. And so the first night I tried leaving him out here, it didn't cause no problems. You know, and so I put that pillow down there. He just ran straight up and got on the pillow and just laid it. Like, that's something that I could never get my old dog to do. Like, I did all kind of taxes to try to get a dog to lay on the pillow. And it's just with him, you just put a pillow down and he just go lay on it. Yep. So I have one in the living room and he lays in Kingston's bed in my room. Because I haven't bought him a bed because I'm trying to wait until I see how big he's going to get because he's a mix. And so I don't have like a gauge for how large he's going to get. And I don't want to buy, I don't want to buy beds at different, I, I'm not going to get another dog. So I don't want to buy beds at different stages and then have all these little fucking beds that nobody can well, Why don't you just get one why really you get big, a big ass one bed <laughs> for, you know, so he can just feel like a king right now. And when he get bigger, <laughs> he'll just be right, right where he's supposed to be. I'm, he's been laying in Kingston, but Kingston sleeps on my bed. So Remy being in his bed don't matter because Kingston don't lay in it. Like Remy lays in a bit way more than King. Like he enjoyed. Like he, there's a big pillow on the floor. He lays on that, and then he lays in Kingston's bed. He likes laying in beds. Kingston not so much. Kingston like to be on the couch or he like to be in my bed. Yeah. 
he will sleep in like if I sleep because I sleep kind of rough sometimes. If I'm flailing about during the night, I'll wake up the next morning and Kingston in his bed like, bitch, you were moving too much. I couldn't do it. Most of the time, though, he like just sleeps at the foot of my bed. Remy, I think, enjoys sleeping in the bed. Like he likes it. He gets in his little ball and he'll go to sleep on the bed. Gotcha. So, but I'm glad he wasn't too much trouble. No. Kingston was. <laughs> I couldn't have left Kingston with you. <laughs> I know. He wouldn't have let that shit. He would have came back and hated your ass for yeah. leaving you with somebody. Yep. And he would have hated me. But he wouldn't have let it happen. So we wouldn't have had that. He wouldn't have let it happen no more. <laughs> Remy's a lot more easy going. Mm-hmm. And he's fucking six weeks old. That so too. I mean, that make a difference. Such a little baby. You got anything else on your mind? I do not. All right. Well, until we come to the next conversation. We out. All right.